Hello and welcome back, champions, to another episode of Vow to Victory, the podcast with Barbara Pujols. Our purpose is to heal our community by creating meaningful connections through compassionate, curious, and courageous conversations. For this episode, Luisa, aka Lulu Pujols, joins us to share her unique experience as a woman. We talk about mental health, life pre and post COVID, and the daily challenges we experience living in today's society as women. Please be aware that this conversation might bring up triggers. So if you are in need of any help, and if you can relate to anything that is talked about in this episode, please check the episode's description for any resources. All right, let's get to it. All right, so for today's episode, we have Lulu, my dear, my dearest cousin, sister, one of my first friends, one of my first best friends. Um, thank you so much for being here, for doing this. It means the world to me, as I'm sure it's going to mean the world to you and the people listening on the other end of this episode. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, sis. Thank you for having me here. I honestly feel very, um, how do you say this? I feel very, like, lucky Ooh, to be here. I like that word. I like that word, lucky. Where are you Where are yes. you in the world right now? Where are you located? Um, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Um, Brooklyn is in the house. <laughs> okay. All right, so um, I just want to, I'm going to start off with some, you know, some very kind of like more chill, laid back questions, and then we're going to work our way into the more deep stuff. Okay, so um, okay. where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in the Bronx, Bronx, New York. Um, the neighborhood was uh, definitely in poverty. Mm. Um, I grew up in a household of... 11 people, including myself. Um, I grew up with my siblings, my four siblings, um, my mom, my grandfather, my uncles, and um, yeah. What was that? What was that like for you? What was that like for you as a, you know, as a little girl growing up, like having all these people in this you know, um, you know, like having so many siblings and being like, were you the oldest? Are you the the youngest? How like are the, the, one of the middle honestly, child? Yeah, honestly, there was uh, there's a lot of pros and cons to that. Yeah, um, I'm the fourth um, youngest or oldest. You can say it's five of us. It's four girls, one boy. I'm the last of the four of the girls. Um, so growing up was growing up in that um household was i can definitely say it was crowded as fuck it <laughs> honestly didn't give me an um like enough space for myself to be creative mm. um but i did i am i was lucky enough to view my older siblings and um like you know we've been through a lot when we were young you know growing up you know looking at their experiences was learning experiences for me mm. on what to do and what not to do um but definitely the pros to it is bonding time mm. our bonding time was always there 
We were always together. Uh, me and my siblings grew up really close. Till this day, we're really close. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us live together, but uh, um, we still keep in contact as if we were living together. Yeah, I have to say that's something that I actually admire from the outside looking in that your bond has, no matter what has happened, right? Because you're all very strong spirited uh, women mm-hmm. and men, right? Talking about uh, mm-hmm. Lewis too. Shout out to Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something that I could definitely admire and appreciate that no matter, no matter what, like I see y'all having like, you know, family meetings mm-hmm. and y'all, you know, y'all keep mm-hmm. each other very much in the loop. And that's something that is not often a thing you know especially not in today's not in today's world not in our culture we can you know we can be very divided at times so i'm very happy to see that i appreciate um uh, my family our family yeah to um like teach us that family bond we always had our cousins around um and it it was a ton of us too girl (laughs) yeah and being that we were all like around the same age it was quickly um, it like it was it's like easy for us to bomb mm. very easy mm. and so it sounds it sounds like it was also um you know being that you grew up like the fourth out of the fit the five children mm-hmm. you um you were able to learn a lot from your older siblings yeah and you mentioned the word creative how how could you have been more creative or what's something that you feel like you maybe had wanted to do or more time you does does that make sense yeah, so I'm going to talk about at one time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no names. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> this is the mistake. Strictly. Okay. <laughs> Maybe some initials or like a code name or something. Like, I don't know, bubbles or I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to say um, person A, right? Okay, person A. Person A. So it was this one time, um, you know, when we were young and our cousins used to come over, we used to do these dances um we used to make um you know dance dance um (laughs) it was so funny so um it was um it was person a b c d and e already as a team and they were practicing choreography to some um to some song there you know i think it was sierra gotta be sierra gotta be sierra (laughs) (laughs) so i I was probably one of the youngest ones and I wanted to join. So um, I'm like, yo, this is cool. Um, like, I want to be a part of the dance team too. So um, person B said, no, that I can't join. Then person A said, let her join. She could be our backup dancer. Honestly, I didn't mind being the backup dancer, the floor dancer. I just wanted to be a part of the damn team. <laughs> person a was like yeah let her be the backup dancer blah 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 so when we go down she's gonna be the one in the back doing whatever they were doing or whatever so person b said no um she can't dance and um person a started laughing they honestly all started laughing right there i would never forget this time this moment because it fake had an impact on me because i it made me feel like i couldn't dance Mm. so after that person b was very um strong when she had said something so everyone she was like the leader basically yeah, yeah. so everyone was following her you know mm-hmm. so it was whatever she said would mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. so i was um i was like okay well i can't dance then so any other times that my cousin would my cousins would come over and they would do because this was like a frequent thing when they would come yeah, over yeah. 
every time I would try to join the dancing team, it was always a problem because mm-hmm. I couldn't dance. Mm-hmm. So um, it made me feel like I couldn't be creative in that um, aspect. And I really liked the dancing. Mm-hmm. So it made me feel afraid to dance in front of that person and mm-hmm. not uh, be myself 100%. I feel like a lot of the times when we were all together, we would all judge each other unconsciously you know yeah. not not meaning any harm by it but you Bro, know, we, we're we were kind of we we were kind of bullies we were kind of bullies we used to believe yeah and, and now looking at it back it's like damn bitch everybody said that to yeah me. I, uh-huh. got called, I got called anorexic uh-huh. and i believed it i used to believe it flat chested oh you anorexic oh you can't dance oh um your voice is annoying what the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so all of that really had an impact on me and i felt like for me, for um, for me to be more creative, yeah. I would need to be around less people because mm. too much energy sometimes knocks you down. You know, especially yes. around that type of energy where you're constantly getting judged. You can't be yourself. Um, you know, you don't even want to be around this person right. when it's time to do something creative because you know they're already gonna judge you. Right, you know? and you feel like they're gonna take like they're gonna take away from what you can do exactly exactly so even if i was to do something around this person or you know around um a leader that's that's you know judgy or whatever Mm -hmm. you would still feel like oh my god this person is looking at me looking at me i gotta Mm -hmm. do this and this you know so it was more so so being with a lot of people it it wasn't always the the best because it was kind of like a lot of a lot of excludement going on like exclude excluding of a certain person or or yeah you know because i i I could definitely relate to that girl i cannot tell you how many times i got called (laughs) big footed and that i couldn't sing and that i couldn't do this and i couldn't do that and so i could definitely you know um i could relate to that so i think and and to answer your quest question about the creativeness mm -hmm. that's really how it could really impact you in that way mm-hmm. because how do you feel how do you feel today how, so how does that impact like the way that you carry yourself maybe in social settings or you know when it has to do like with dancing like is that still something that affects the way you carry yourself in, in those kind of settings where there's dancing going on or um it's not thank god it's not okay because um i know how to dance yeah yes yes ma'am <laughs> yes ma'am um I feel like in a way, though, it did impact me because now when I do dance, like let's say I'm at a party or like in a club or whatever and I'm dancing, I feel like people are judging me. But Mm. being me now, I don't care. I learned not to care what people think. Mm. So whether people are judging me or not, you know, people are going to judge regardless of what the hell you do, whether you're doing something good or bad. You know, I don't honestly like don't care. Mm -hmm. But I still have that like weight on me like, oh, my God, they're looking at you. But I don't care that they're looking at me. You get it? Right. So I still have, like, those thoughts running through my mind. And um, as far as, like, being social with mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. I'm more aware now on what to what to tell people. Like, I don't sit here and tell people, like, oh, my God, you're so skinny. That's obvious. You know, like, mm-hmm. a person a person that's, you know, slim, underweight, they know that they're underweight. They don't want to hear that. Right. So I, I'm more, I'm now more aware of judging people in front of that person, you know, mm-hmm. because we all judge unconsciously. Mm-hmm. It's just a human nature thing. We all judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm more like, you know, I, I like 
control my thoughts. I don't, I don't, because before I was, I used to be like a little crazy with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Every, any, any thought that would come to mind, I would say it. Mm-hmm. And that was my, you know, like, I didn't, I wasn't careful of my words. Mm-hmm. Now I am. Now I know, you know, um, what to tell people, not a hundred percent, um, you know, all the way there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now like, what, how do you call this? Like, I'm not, yeah, like I'm, I'm more aware of you're what more, I'm saying. Yeah. You're more, you're more yeah. mindful. Exactly. I love, I love that we're talking about this, you know, as far as like the judging and criticizing kind of being like harsh on ourselves and other people, because as women, I think, and then, and please share your thoughts with us about what you think about it. I think that as women, we're kind of like under this, even, even when we're little girls, we're kind of like under this microscopic, um, view or observation where people or society, they're always looking at us trying to see like what, what we lack in or a flaw or something or, or a mistake that we did, you know, like what, what do you think about that? Um, I feel like they could all go to shit. To be <laughs> I love it. Um, it gets me, me. No, it really frustrates me how mm-hmm. society views women. Oh, like you know, we're supposed to have like these sexual looks because mm. we're very, you know, we have boobs, we have ass, we have sexual features on our face. Even it even goes all the way down to our damn toes, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um. Especially mothers too. Yeah. Mothers are looked at as, oh, you can't go out. You have to stay home with your kid. Um, you have to you have to do the laundry, you have to clean the house, you have to basically be this maid mm. and men have to just come home and you know, food is served, house is clean, laundry is done. I feel like that women are, are perceived to be very like this nurturing um mm. type of uh spirit you know mm-hmm. and we do have it. yeah we're born with yeah we're born with it. yeah but you know we don't we don't have to give it mm. i feel like i feel like society like wants us to be like weak all the time vulnerable or whatever like you know like whatever the men say has to go mm. like we we don't have a say i yeah. mean i mean look what look how far we fought to even vote yeah like women back in the days they couldn't even work they couldn't vote they couldn't go to school we were property we were actually men's property Mm -hmm. yeah and i I feel like like politically speaking too there's not there's not a lot of women um in the white house for example Mm. at all especially women of color Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so we're we're very we're looked as like an object yeah like a sexual object all the time yeah. Every time I'm walking down the street and you know, I'm I feel like men are just like looking at me, like looking at my boobs, looking mm-hmm. at my like my camel toe if I have one. Or yeah. Even if I don't have one, I still look down there. No, facts, facts. <laughs> Like, just very really intrusive, down, very intrusive, yeah. and they don't care to like play it off a little bit. They're just really out in the open, yeah. and and they get to do that. Like it's yeah. it's okay for them to do that. Like nobody is calling their attention, or at least they're not calling. Or I haven't seen, you know, or I haven't heard it too often where men are being held accountable for their actions towards women and how they treat us, or their actions and how they affect us, because. Right. You know, um, can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, how you do, how do you deal with that on a day to day basis? Like feeling like everybody, you know, like their eyes are on you and, you know, like 
I'm pretty sure it's something that's uncomfortable because I go through it too. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable, especially with the um, with the. Oh my god! <laughs> with the cat calling, with the cat calling. Um, excuse me, but um, before I used to the way I used to deal with it, um, physically was I used to roll my eyes at them. Mm. I used to like tell them what the fuck you looking at. I used to do like you know the nodding with the face and the eyes, like. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but being that things are are changing now, you know, men are getting more crazy. Oh yeah. Um, all these stories about a, a girl told no to some man and she got stabbed in the yeah. train station. That's wild. So now mentally, I just deal with it as okay. You you look good. You were what you wanted to wear today. Mm-hmm. You wore this for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're about to step out. You're gonna get attention. Cause mm-hmm. you're pretty, mm-hmm. you know. Even if I didn't have a nice body, men are men will still look. One hundred percent. I just go out there and I prepare myself mentally. And anytime a man look, I don't even look at them because they're automatically gonna smile. Like mm-hmm. yesterday, I looked at this man in the train station, and um, it was like one in the morning. But I had someone behind me walking, but mm-hmm. um, he was like a little little further back mm-hmm. so i guess the men thought i was by myself mm-hmm. and he automatically smiled at me like if i wanted him to smile at me i don't mm-hmm. even know don't don't even look at me mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah this is something really, really that's tough on women because honestly some women like it some women like the attention and feeds their ego mm-hmm. that's nothing you know not nothing wrong we right, to each his own yeah yeah exactly um but the women that don't like it is just so annoying because it makes you not even want to step out on like looking nice mm. like i can't even show my belly or like i wear whatever i want honestly right. if i want to wear a short dress i'm gonna wear a short dress if i want to reveal my boobs i'm gonna reveal my boobs i dress for me i don't dress for nobody else oh i love that yeah, so when I go out there, I already know I'm gonna get the attention. So for the mm-hmm. woman that don't like the attention, the attention, just mentally prepare yourself while you're at home. You know you're gonna you're gonna get this attention. Men, some men will even try to grab you. You know, mm-hmm. like oh hey, like mm-hmm. hey ma, like that has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Like same here. So annoying, and it's just like, damn. You can't even do much because unless you have a weapon on you or something, mm-hmm. if, if something was to go down, mm-hmm. but you you already feel weak when that happens to you because it's like you're stronger than me. you're mm-hmm. a man, you know. Mm-hmm. You feel you feel unsafe. So you yeah, feel unsafe. Exactly. I mean, I I love that you're already like sharing these strategies and it seems like you know prepare yourself mentally because it is a thing and it's mm-hmm. something that we do have to you know kind of like battle on a day to day basis and. I I admire the way that you've turned it, you kind of like shifted it, you know, from kind of like allowing that to influence your actions, you know, like rolling your eyes at them or getting out of character or like them getting a reaction out of you. You shifted yeah. that from, okay, you know what? Like at the end of the day, they're going to, they're going to do whatever because I, like they're going to look no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. But at least I'm prepared mentally and I know that. I am dressing up for myself. I know who I am. I know why I'm just, I'm not doing this for nobody's attention. I'm not doing this for them. I'm doing it for me. Exactly. And so this has become um, even a safety issue, though, because it's like you said, men are literally stabbing and killing women mm-hmm. just, yeah. just for getting rejected. Yep. That's scary. Um, there was a video, too, that I got posted on The Shave Room. 
and um they were at a restaurant it was recorded and everything they mm-hmm. were outside at a um, restaurant eating out and the men literally went up to the girl and gunned her down because wow. she rejected him wow yeah it was crazy it was so crazy like what what do we have to what kind of measures do you think we have to implement or i don't know where do we start to keep women safe like I would say um, definitely share your experiences and knowledge of what you went through so other women can be aware and take precautions from your um, experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, in a situation like this, we can't control. Uh, we can only know what, like, um, for example, like men are going to look regardless yeah. in, th- in situations like this. Mm-hmm. Um, some men are crazy. You're gonna run into like delusional men that mm-hmm. automatically think that you belong to them, like mm-hmm. looking at you as an object. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess ways that we can keep our women safe is by following other strategies, like mm-hmm. you know, keeping pepper spray on you, um, running away, even it, even that, mm-hmm. you know, screaming for help, mm-hmm. like you know, just things like that. Because you're not gonna sit there and try to fight a man. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, it's over. you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Mm-hmm. I, I like what you brought up about speaking up because sometimes, I mean, you know, this is and this is ju- this is violence that is going on just like even in the streets. Imagine yeah. the violence that goes on behind closed doors. Right. And yeah. so when we do speak about it and we, we share our experience, then, you know, somebody else out there may be going through something at home. Um, you know, they know that they're not alone that they're not the only ones and we're raising awareness too mm-hmm. and yeah like let's switch it up like let's let's turn the tables a little bit because it seems like all women are quote-unquote good for you know in their in their view and and we're not we're not talking about all men we're talking about men who participate in this exactly. type of behavior and you know yeah. they they continue to go along with it and treat women in this way but it seems as like women all women are good for are to serve men or to be what men need us to be and that's not the truth yep so how do you define an empowered woman what does an empowered woman look like to you um an empowered woman don't look like anything literally anybody can be an empowered woman physically Mm. Mm. um um, but an empowered woman to me is a woman that sets her sets her foot down and already know what she wants, mm-hmm. um, what she's going to take, what she's not going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman um, that speaks her mind, uh, a honest woman, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a woman that have her, her things together um a healed woman mm. and even if you're not healed you're still an empowered woman yeah. i'm just i'm just um listing down things of like there's levels yes yeah you know i agree mm-hmm. um you know because the most of the women that are healed and is women that other empowered women look at yeah if that makes sense yes exactly mm-hmm. so i feel like an empowered woman is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A mom is an empowered woman, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
yeah that's just a, a broad question that can just go on and on mm-hmm. with many different things um that was oh, a sorry. that was a very unique way to put it because I've asked the question before and usually it's like this um not like it's not not that it's like a uniform kind of mm-hmm. um um like a uniform type of attributes or certain, you know like it's it's more of a mm-hmm. like a one kind of one one side to it right well, the way that you explain it is like very multifaceted kind of thing. So an empowered woman is just a multifaceted woman who's, you know, she yeah. can she can be anybody. She can be, yeah. you know, the woman that is healing. She can be the woman that is still, you know, trying to figure her things out. She can mm-hmm. be the mom. She can be, you know, the 21-year-old in college, you know, still trying to get herself together or, yep. right? Okay. Yeah, that's definitely an empowered woman to me. Now, if you're saying, you know, oh, what's a successful woman to you or what's a, let me say, uh, an unsuccessful, you know, if you're going into like very specifics, mm-hmm. then I can describe in my, in my words, my version, mm-hmm. um, that, but as far as empowered, I feel like anybody can be empowered. Like mm-hmm. any woman can be empowered. Oh, you just told, you just told this man no for the first time after telling him millions of yes mm. shout outs to you empowered woman yes you know? yes where do you pull the last bit of strength from when you feel like there's nothing left to give um oh that's a tough question mm. um well honestly when i feel like there's nothing left to give as far as like like strength or like as far as just energy like you know when i'm in the sunken hole mm-hmm. i just honestly sink a lot of times mm-hmm. i just stay in bed i don't do anything but when those times that i do get up out of that funk mm-hmm. and do pull myself together i compare myself to my old self mm-hmm. oh hey you don't want to keep doing what you was doing mm-hmm. in x y and z you know yeah oh hey you don't want to be the girl you was yesterday laying down doing nothing mm. get the fuck up and clean up your room that's mm. how we starting you know like that like also i also look at you know um the youth yeah like in my family yeah. you know even if they're not watching me i still want to feel like i'm good enough for them mm. like i'm something yeah. So I also think like, you know, like I have little people in my family that I want them to look up to me. And I like, let's say I was to tell them like, oh, I'm this and this person, mm-hmm. but I'm lying because just just like all last week I was depressed and in bed, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to at least like be truth to what I'm like, tr- like, uh, like honest. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm this, I'm this and that. Just for them to look up to me, you know, I want to actually have move with integrity type mm. of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, honestly, those times, ladies, those times when we don't feel like doing anything Girl. and we in that sunken hole, just start small. Just get up and start cleaning a counter or something. Trust me, it feels good. Mm. Girl, I, that, feels was, good. that was me this morning. I did not want to get up. Yeah, like I have I have those moments a lot. And honestly, mm-hmm. um, you know, just opening up a little bit, sharing a little bit about my experience. Like, I think after COVID, you know, oh, yeah. that 
I, in the beginning, I, I was like, oh, like, I'm good. Like, I've been, you know, I've yeah. kind of been doing this by myself already. Like, I've kind of been in this, um, you know, like, isolation mode because that was, you know, that was when, you know, like, I've been going through this healing journey and trying to figure my things out. And so, like, I, I'm good. I got this. And then a little, you know, a little bit, you know, as time progressed, I was like, oh, damn, this is really hitting me. Yeah. And I think even now I'm still de- dealing with the after effects and, um, you know, there's those moments where I don't want to get up. I just want to be in bed yeah, where, where I feel like, lost. Like, what what do I do? Yeah. Where do I go? How do I even start? Like, it's just a lot of overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. COVID definitely did that. When COVID first came out, you know, everybody lost their jobs, mm. literally. Mm. It was a, it was the major lockdown. You had to stay home. Being that we were home, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were really, like, trying to find stuff to do, you know, read a book. Some people had kids. But for those that had nobody and nothing to do, mm-hmm. it was stressful. It was depressing. Yeah. It's like, wow, like, I'm literally doing shit. Mm. Like, and, you know, it forms into a habit. Yeah. It already, it already formed into the habit. So yeah. you're just like, oh, you're getting up, going right back to sleep. The eating, going right back to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, like some mm-hmm. people lost weight, some people gained weight. Mm-hmm. Like it was tough. That that era right there was definitely tough. I feel like now people are going back to the norm. You know, like a lot of people got their jobs back last year. Mm-hmm. Um, people are being more productive, going back to work, mm-hmm. um, doing you know all those missed times. But honestly, some people got stuck with that trauma, that COVID. You know, like that COVID um did yeah yeah because because it 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 is it is trauma like this is a collective um as a collective we experienced trauma through Mm -hmm. the pandemic because it was something that it was abrupt it was you know very just you know thrown at us we weren't expecting Mm -hmm. it and then we kind of had to we're i mean even now we're still now i feel like we're in a better place as far as adjusting and adapting to the times yeah, but same. but it's so true. It, it was some. It was it's traumatizing. Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah. Well. Oof! Thank God those times are over. Yeah. Still happening. Yeah. But at the beginning. But I think uh, I think we're past like the. The first stage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we're past um like the hardest. The hardest part, at least that's what it that's what it looks like to me. So, so, so yeah, I like sure. I like what you said about you know where you pull from. So you kind of you have like that pep talk with yourself, and you say, yeah. "Girl, you got to get up," you know, and you yeah, gotta you gotta start you gotta start doing something at least mm-hmm. because I think that the longer we stay there and you know we kind of like ruminate and we dwell on these thoughts of I don't want to get up and you know we stay there. The longer we stay there, the harder it's gonna be to get up yeah so so i think you know what you said just starting small it could be a counter it could be a closet it could be just you know putting your shoe back your shoes back where they're supposed to be and then the other thing yeah doing your hair something to feel good Mm -hmm. oh yes let's talk about it let's talk about (laughs) it because uh you know when you when you look good, you feel good. Or when you feel good, you look oh, good. Yeah. How is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's both. It's when both, you look right? you feel good, you feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is one of the, like, one of the lessons that has been most impactful in your life? Like, a lesson, something that has been, like, uh, one of the biggest te- takeaways that you've had from, you know, a situation or just from life in general? Um... 
Let me see. Oh, that's a tough one to wow. <laughs> These questions are so good. Um I feel like speaking up. Mm. Um I'm about to get real, real personal. Oh snap. Okay. I'm ready. Um so a lot of times when I was young, I used to let you know, like men do whatever they want with me, mm-hmm. like because I was seeking validation from them. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to look at me like, like perfect type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, like oh, this is the girl I want. This is, you know, like she's so she's per. I wanted to be something for them. You mm-hmm. know, and boy, that that went wrong. Um, you know, I used to have when I was young. I used to have a lot of um boys that I used to fuck with. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was a little whore, but I would say, <laughs> I would say that I was curious. Right, right, right. So um, a lot of the times I would just let them do whatever they want, um, whether they wanted to kiss me, grab my eyes, grab my boobs mm. or whatever. Even when it used to come down to sex, it was hard for me to say no, mm. you know? So, and then now that I'm older, mm. looking back, I'm like, wow, why did I let that happen to me, mm. you know? Like, I didn't want to, like, a lot of the times, I didn't even want to do that, mm. you know? And not that I was forced to do it, mm-hmm. because they had my full consent 100%, because I was there saying, yeah. Right. But that was my immature me talking. Mm. Me now, I'm like, wow, I should have just said no. What the hell was going to happen? He was he was going to beat me, kill me, Oh, my you God, know? yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What was I fearing, like? It was nothing to fear. I should have just been 100% me and should have just, you know, no, I'm not fucking with that. Moving on, you know, but I just wanted to be viewed as, oh, wow, she's she's down to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's good. Oh, mm-hmm. she's that. You know, mm-hmm. like I always wanted that type of validation from boys. And I also feel like that also comes from um, my dad not being present. Yeah. You know, a lot of girls, um, women nowadays, we don't have, we those who didn't don't have that father figure, it affects us in that type of way. We look for attention through men. Um, a lot, not not all girls that yeah. that their father are not present is like this, but yeah. most, yeah, you know, um, I feel like we don't value ourselves a hundred percent because we never had that real, you know, father figure to value mm-hmm. us first, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, yeah, it's traumatizing. Now, when I look at it now, I'd be like, damn, why did I let that happen to me? And mm-hmm. why why was I okay with that with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. But it made me who I am now. Because mm-hmm. now, if I don't want to do something, it's no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to explain myself. It's yeah. no. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm more aware of my surroundings. Um, I now look at men and can tell already mm-hmm. their intentions and not even men people people in general I can, mm-hmm. yeah i can already tell people's intentions by how they move their behavior their their um the way they talk what they say you know all that stuff mm-hmm. all from a lack of something because when i was young i had a lack of confidence mm-hmm. i had um lack of fat father figure lack lack of love lack mm-hmm. of attention mm-hmm. i was changing the subject a little bit mm-hmm. but i was literally fighting in school to mm-hmm. get my mom's attention mm-hmm. so I can be seen, you wow. know? Because remember how I told you back when we first started the podcast? Mm-hmm. It was crowded as fuck. Mm-hmm. The house was crowded as fuck, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So there wasn't enough individual attention mm-hmm. for 
our um, guardian to give us. Right. Whether right. it was our grandfather, but my grandfather was very old school. He mm-hmm. would, he wasn't the affectionate type, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I'm glad I had him there, though, as a, a, a men figure, though, mm-hmm. for, for what he taught me that men need to do is mm. provide. He was a provider 100%. A provider 100%. Did he show me love, to be honest? No. Mm. <laughs> but I knew he loved us, if that makes sense. In the way in the way that he provided, yeah. Yes, and he did not go back to his country until he knew that all his granddaughters were good and set. Then he went to DR. Lulu, this is getting so good. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm just, girl, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed right now. Like, oh my God, you're hitting on so many points. Like, I love this. I want to cry, but I want to, I want to, you know, scream, you know, like, oh my God. Because <laughs> you're speaking to me. Like, I could, I could relate to what you're, you, what, to everything that you're speaking to. And Lulu, I want to tell you something. Right now, you were you showed so much courage and strength, and guess what? What you were vulnerable. I was. Yeah, that is vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. And allowing yourself the space to open up about the hard things in life, and knowing that okay, this doesn't have to define who I am it has it has affected me it has had some yeah. impact in my life mm-hmm. but it can make me stronger mm-hmm. right it can make me the person that I am t- today a very strong-willed person someone who makes choices for herself not for other people period okay okay because that th- those are some of the things that I heard from um from what you said and yeah. I think I think that's something Wow, man. I heard, you know, like our needs not being met, right? Because when there's so many people, so many kids, how, you know, to one, you know, exactly. That's exactly for one guardian or two to to keep up when they have work or they have whatever going on. Like it's it's really easy to just fall by the wayside for the kids needs to fall by the wayside because the number one thing they're thinking about, like, for example, grandfather, you know, the number one thing they're thinking about is provide like i just have to put food on the table they're not thinking that as children we also have emotional needs like we need to know that you love us we need to know that you care we need to know you know we need to have your attention we needed a whole lot of that yeah 100 so you know to to make do something different for the future generation for the little people that are already in our lives and for the ones that that will come um how Mm -hmm. can we start breaking that pattern of you know like girl you know creating an environment where or how can we create an environment for children where their needs are met from both mom and dad or from both guardians um so are we talking to the children or we're talking to the parents Ooh. okay can let's start with the parents because i think i think it's our responsibility right the adults like as the adults how can we start I feel like we can start. I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. but you know, being the, like you said, from what we went through, mm-hmm. um, I feel like communication. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly tell your kids words of affirmation. You know, um, meditation, um, um, uplift them. Um, you know, words of encouragement. 
love them more. Mm-hmm. Even if you, even if you know, you feel like they get enough. It's never enough. Mm. Tell them I'm sorry. I apologize. You're not too old to apologize to your kids. Sometimes mm. you are wrong. Yeah. And just because they're kids and, you know, they have to respect you, you have to respect them too. Yes. And they're not wrong all the time. Don't feel like, oh, you don't have to say sorry because that's your kid and you're right and they're wrong. That shit fucks you up. Yeah, it does. Know? It does. Yeah, it's like, wow, okay. Um, You know, like we can... Even as aunts, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. we can make a difference mm-hmm. in our kids' life because my uncle made a huge difference in my mm-hmm. life, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. And I appreciate him for that. You know, um, we can, um, you know, we can teach kids literally all we know. And they can never say, oh, I didn't know that. You know, they can always run with, oh, I knew that. Mm-hmm. But, like... Anybody, everybody, or all the the youth itself mm-hmm. is gonna basically learn from their own experience. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to have that that guide, you know, mm-hmm. like okay, I knew this, but if you decide to do it anyway, you 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 drew that upon yourself, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yes, I feel like it's very important to to speak love mm. every day. To the to the little ones, mm. so that we don't create the are, same patterns. Yeah, yeah. Those who are like, like if you have love, give love. Mm. You know, love is free. Love is there. Love will always be there. Give it to others. A lot of people don't have love and don't know how to give love. Mm. You know, they feel uncomfortable. They feel like, oh, we wouldn't like we don't need it. We don't appreciate it. Like they say it enough. Like it's never enough. Mm. Never enough. I love that. And and you said it so, like, you just put it so well and explained it really um, very clear and concise. Like, we need more communication, right? Parents with the children. Just because they're, they're children and they're little people, it doesn't mean that their, their, their rights to be, you know, to receive some kind of communication, to receive that love are waived. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they deserve to have that communication they deserve our time they deserve our respect they deserve to be seen too and and for their and for their emotional needs because a lot of times our children they respond right is is the same thing for us when we go through a situation that we've never been through before we're bound to make a mistake we're bound to do something that we might you know it might hurt us or it might hurt somebody else it's the same thing with children so we need more, um, we need to be more gentle, more gentle in the way that we respond to their actions because they don't know any better. They're learning the same way that they're we're learning, learning right? Yeah. We need some more, more compassion too. Yeah, so, um, I agree. what are, how do you, um, or what is your dream? What is your dream for little girls and and women and you know teenagers all over the world like what and if it was if you were to describe like your ideal or perfect world for women what would that look like it would be women becoming their own bosses Mm. um please 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 speaking up um trust me you don't you don't fear you're not fearing nobody you're fearing yourself Mm. because it's that little voice in your head telling Mm. you not to speak up no one's putting a gun to your head telling you don't speak up Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, you are your biggest opponent. You're constantly going to be, you know, in in conflict with yourself, battling your thoughts, you know. Um, but that's that's the fight. Mm-hmm. That's the fight. And you have to win. Not that little voice in your head telling you you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to win. You're going to win. Um, I see a, a world full of, um, like, well, how, how should I say this? Like, like providers in mm. a way like don't like let's take over what men gave us mm. you know let's be the opposite of that you know like um how they how they perceive us to be weak let's be strong mm-hmm. how they um want us to be at home no let's go out mm. let's go out there um take over i don't know take over their their job yeah their, let's just prove to them that you know that we're stronger because mm. a lot of men fear women yeah because they, they know are intimidated. that we yeah they know that we can do what they can do but 10 times better i hear i hear what you're saying is let's take up space exactly let's take up space yes let's take up space let's make our our energy be felt mm. um let's not let nobody shut us down um you know let's move with confidence mm. confidence Let's move with love. Let's, you know, let's do the damn thing because that's what we were born to do. Period. My heart is period. like, my heart is being, you're pouring into my heart, into my soul right now. I love it so and much. I love it. I love, I <laughs> um, love that. Okay, so this is, so is going to be the last question and then we're going to do like a quick rapid questions and that'll be um, okay. how, we, how we wrap everything up, okay? So if okay. you were to leave this earth and you can never come back and you have to leave like, one piece of advice it could be one one to three sentences um you know for women or a young girl or a teenager whoever what would it be what would mm. what would what would you say what would you leave behind i am going to take out a quote on a song um first okay that fear that you feel is not real um if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Say no. <laughs> Say no. Um, and love yourself. Because mm. once you love yourself, trust me, everything else flows. Mm. Because not why? Because once you start loving yourself, everything you do now, you're moving with confidence. Mm. You're moving like, I can do this. I could do that. You know, you you... You're not you're not feeding yourself with negative with negativity with negative thoughts negative nothing all that is dead. of course you're gonna have some some thoughts where oh but what if mm-hmm. but that's not gonna stop you from really doing what that's just like a plan B you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah those would be those would definitely be my my three little powerful little yes. sentences little but powerful I love it okay so what okay. are what are three essentials that you have to keep in your bag. That you have to have with you at all times. Um, lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> lip gloss. Um, my phone. And 
I don't like my money. Some cash, okay. So if you didn't say cash, I was, I was uh, saying, what we doing over here? I was gonna say my car. You, you know, money is the same thing. You know damn well they teach us like, don't do not leave your house without at least like it could be two dollars, but you gotta leave That's with something. Price. If you um, don't have money to at least buy yourself a lemonade, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Thank you. What's your go-to fit? Like you have nothing else to put. Like you have no idea. You just gotta throw something on quick. Like you just gotta make it do what it do. What you throwing on? A sweatsuit. Oh, okay. Some leggings or at least, or some leggings and a shirt. You know, quick, easy, comfortable fit. Yeah, quick, with easy, some sneakers. Quick, easy, breezy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that? Cover girl. Period. <laughs> and what's your favorite food? My favorite food is pasta. Ooh, mm. girl. we have so I much in common. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel like this. We're reconnecting right now, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that wraps it up. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing Thank this. Thank you for having me here. I since love I you love so you. much. And there we have it. What did you think? I'd love to hear from you your thoughts about this episode. Send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn with your comments and questions. Thank you to our very special guest, Lulu Pujols, for making her special appearance on Vow to Victory and for making this possible to our listeners. And to our listeners, to all my champions out there, thank you so much for all of your love and support. Remember that what you are going through right now does not have to define you. And no matter how hard life knocks you down and how hard those blows come left and right, you are strong and powerful enough to get back up because you have what it takes to win the world champion title in your world. I love you and I'll see you next episode.